my friend. We cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. So, guys, I want to start the show with something a little bit different. Um, normally, we talk to each other and we riff uh, and we try to get into a good conversational groove and explore our thought processes in a humorous way. You look at some of the news items of the day, and I, I, I don't know if we've ever discussed like the mission of the show, uh, but it, to me, it's always been to try and give people some kind of angle or thought on, uh, on all sorts of stuff that isn't repeated everywhere else. In other words, if we just have a debate pro-gun, anti-gun, then we sound like every cable news channel. Um, you know what I'm saying? And I, so it, that's, anyway, that's kind of my mission. Uh, but today, I was not aware this show had a mission. <laughs> we do. We have, uh, I don't know if it's a five-year mission. It's basically until one of us croaks. <laughs> wow, that's morbid. It could be a five-minute mission. Ooh, okay. My son, by the way, my 38-year-old son called me last night while I was boiling sugar. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, Dad, I'm having chest pains. And I'm like, you do know that 911 was faster than calling me, right? <laughs> and, and by the way, at that age, 38, I kind of knew, and I hate to say this because I'm not a doctor, but I kind of knew from my own experience what was likely happening to him. A panic attack. Uh, that was in my 20s. Uh, it could be a panic attack at any time, by the way. Yes. Um, but in the, in the late 30s, I was on an exercise craze. And um, I started to have these chest pains. And I went to the hospital like three times. And I was like, it's a stabbing pain. It's right here. And I was pointing to my ribs, you know, my left rib cage. And, um, and I was like, quick, fix me. I'm having a heart attack. <clears throat> Which, by the way, was the same as a decade earlier I'm having a panic attack, and I think I'm having a heart attack. Anyway, so I said to him, I said, well, do you have lots of energy? He says, well, I'm raising two kids. I'm, I'm wiped out. I said, but, yeah, but what's the last exercise you did? Oh, I bike eight miles a day. And do you struggle when you do that? Uh, no, it's just it's only eight miles. <laughs> <laughs> only eight miles. <laughs> yeah, and then and he climbed a mountain the other day. And I, I said, well, when it happened to me, they told me I had, uh, you know, sprained or torn a piece of cartilage in my rib cage, and it can be very painful, but it could also take weeks uh, to heal, and I and they gave me basically take some Tylenol. Hmm. So uh, at that point, he remembered. Well, I was bench pressing the other day. Ah, uh, <laughs> he pulled Jesus. something. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, and, winner, winner. And meanwhile, and I'm like, but. But by the way, I don't want to be the dad who said, we don't need gun control just before someone shoots up a grocery store. <laughs> I'm laughing on the outside. Wow. That's a terrible joke, but it's, I think it's, po- it's got a point. Anyway, so uh, I said, you should still go see the doctor. Yeah. Because all of us in our 20s and 30s should have the experience of running into the doctor ahead of someone who really needs their help. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, and being, you all need to learn that there's normal aches and pains and, you know, you'll, you, and, and then we talked for like a couple of hours and, you know, he had plenty of energy, but, um, and, and he said, his wife is a nurse and he oh, said, well. yeah, he said, well, that's what she said too. 
I said, well, you wanted to get the advice of someone with even less medical training. <laughs> I thoroughly understand that. Why don't you go to Facebook and see if there are yeah. any memes on the topic? And how do you know chest pains from anxiety? Because uh, to me, like I can, I can get just lately, just with COVID, I've noticed that, uh, and I used to have a, a slight anxiety issue where they gave me, I can't remember what it was, clonazepam is what it was. And every day, like clockwork at 4.30, I would get this hot uh, thing across my chest, mm. across the top, and it'd be kind of tight. And then after I started taking that, it just went away. But then I, I didn't need it anymore. And all of a sudden, it's coming back. You know what my favorite medicine is for that kind of thing? Exercise? Uh, no, it's called Placebo. It's P-L-A-C-E-B-O. Placebo. Pla Placebo. I know where oh. you're going. <laughs> Placebo is awesome. Placebo will fix Placabo. almost anything. <laughs> That's the other thing about medical stuff. Yeah. I, I do think, and, and you hate to hear this, uh, a lot of the times it's in your head. No, we hate to hear it from you, Bob. We just, we don't <laughs> mind hearing it from, you know, somebody qualified. The layman, you know, has no place or a cred, you know. Well, there you go. You're, you're smarter uh, to say that because well, what do I know? I'm not a doctor. I guess anybody that prescribes placable kind of undermines their own credit. Well, I, hey, that's just me. Uh, let me put it to you this way. If I was in the Placabo business, I'd have tons of business right now because well, Pfizer and Moderna, they're all using Placabo. I don't, well, how do you, how, wait, you got to justify that one, mister. What do you mean? What do you mean they're using Placabo? In experiments, yes. Isn't all of life one giant experiment? <sighs> As if you're closer, will you slap him in the side of the head? <laughs> I can't reach him from here, unfortunately. <laughs> We're thousands of miles apart. All right. I, I, I didn't so, want to start the me... show with this. I want to start the show oh. with something else. All right. Um, I want to talk to our audience. Okay. We usually talk to each other, and it gets in a good groove, and it's pretty interesting. And Ed, you've got a cast of characters, and Zip, you've got a warm, uh, good heart that everybody can feel. You know, you're like uh, the Tin Man, basically. Yeah. Uh, Good analogy. Yeah. Oh, and from a body standpoint, I totally feel like the Tin Man <laughs> without an oil can every morning. Oh, Believe me, I use that analogy all the time. No and kidding. When I first get up, I'm like the Tin Man, and then once I get going, I can function. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's really bad. Really bad for the for the fans of. Um, the Wizard of Oz, the Tin Man, uh, I think the big lesson is the Tin Man thought he needed a heart. Right. But from for the whole thing, he had more heart than anybody. No heart, no heart. And, and Zip, you've got one of the, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking a medical diagnosis, but you've got one of the biggest, warmest hearts of anybody. You couldn't hurt a flea, <laughs> basically. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a guess about you. Tell me if it's true. And the audience, uh, listen in. We're going to talk to you in a minute, I promise. <laughs> Have you ever let a bug outside that was trapped in your house? Um, Instead of killing it? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah bug, oh, wait a minute, rodent, bug, there's distinction. I have, I, if I have to kill a bug, I do wince. It does bother It bothers me. you to kill a bug. Yes, yeah. it does. But if it's easy to open a window and let it out, you do. Yes. Oh, I do that. Yes. I've right. done that many times. You have a heart yes. even for an insect. That's yeah. how Zip, to, to, for Zip to love you, you barely need to be an amoeba. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I talking can't. about your character. No, and it's a beautiful thing, I yeah. think. Ed, 
You kill yeah. the bugs. No, I don't actually. I will kill an ant, um, okay. but I will not kill a spider because they're so beneficial in the big scheme. Oh God, you're such a liberal. Okay, uh, no, so, <clears throat> so you know what actually is the uh, is yeah. the most deadly thing is tossing a lobster into a boiling pot of water. <laughs> no, you I know, cannot he, do it. Here's I the misconception. Here is the misconception about that. That that screaming sound you hear is air escaping from the shell, and that's what I'm telling myself. That's easy for you to say. Let's get his... his yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's knocking on the glass with his rubber bands on his claws going, hey, any word from the governor? And you're, making, you're making my point, even though you tried to, you know, you're protecting oh, no, spiders because you're a liberal, yes, but you're no. like, shut up, lobster, you're food. And that's, what, that's it. I do not get a live lobster. And by I the way, I can make Ed even more heartless if I just tell him to talk as Sony, Tony Soprano. Right? <laughs> Tony, talk to the lobster. It's very easy. You know, don't give me that look through the glass. You you are my dinner, asshole. <laughs> See, and in order to be Ed and be all those characters, he has to set his heart aside for some mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Zip, you couldn't do that. If you were Tony Soprano, you'd be the kiss-ass nice Tony Soprano, right? I would have been in the East River a long time ago. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so anyway, that's who the characters are. and uh, And for me... I'm kind of like the scarecrow. Um, you know, I think I'm smart. I think I have a brain, but I don't really. And um, I'm made of straw. I'm a straw man. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, you're brilliant. I will say this: you're brilliant, yet sometimes slightly unfocused. Totally unfocused. <laughs> And by the way, some folks go that way. Some folks go that way. I can always see all sides of an argument. And I'm not even sure what my own opinion is. I just want to make Dorothy happy. That's right. Or you or uh, we all. She was kind of hot, actually. So anyway, I I want to talk to the audience. So uh, I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, and not just to the Patreons. Thank you for those of you who contribute eight bucks a week or some of you 30 a month, I'm sorry, not a week. Um, it's enabling us to plan to do some cool upgrades and um, and it's going to be fun. Uh, just so you know, none of us are paying ourselves yet. Uh, this has been a labor of love and uh, or guilt. How, or both depending on how much i want to get on the couch uh but um but the thing is that what's been happening quietly is that the audience has been steadily growing and um you're part of uh to us um, you're part of our family you're the mute part of the family that you, you know you typically don't have a voice and you could you could write to us more it's okay if you don't by the way because we're very busy watching wheel of fortune but <laughs> you can always write to us uh is it show at bob and i always forget our email address hell if i know hell if i know at at gmail.com okay hang on. <laughs> no it's funny i get the messages <laughs> Hold on. I got to look. I'll look it up at the end. I'll give you at the end of the podcast to make sure I got it right. Talk amongst yourself. I think it's show at bobandzip.com. And and the way this works is our webmaster, David Lee, forwards those so it goes to our inboxes. Um, Anyway, you you folks, the audience, look, you make this all worthwhile. And every week, 
somewhere around 3,000 people, a little bit under 3,000 if I'm being honest, I'm exaggerating, you know. If someone asks me, what do you got? I go, close to six inches. <laughs> oh, wow. Approaching and we're, Wait a minute. Isn't this the guy that just reprimanded us for being sophomoric? Uh, I did that before we started recording, so keep okay. it to yourself. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, it, it, it's, uh, and that's uh, like small compared to like in the radio days. Yeah. You know, I might have 600,000 listeners in a week. Sandwiched in between the mattress and the cable TV commercial, <laughs> uh, but but we've uh, since we began doing the podcast, uh, all of the podcasts, over a quarter of a million uh, listens, uh, and that's a significant amount of time from a significant number of people. And I guess I just want to say, for me, uh, I'm incredibly grateful because. I can't dance down the yellow brick road unless someone's follow, 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 follow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. This would be a good time for some munchkins to speak up, if you know any. <laughs> we represent the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild, the yeah. Lollipop Guild. All right, never mind. It's no good when I force it. Um, You're right. <laughs> so it's anyway, it's pretty exciting, and um, I just wanted to say thank you uh, to those of you out there listening and 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 those of you who do write uh, seem to really enjoy it and um you also seem to have uh you know because a lot of you were bob spike and joe listeners uh start to get who zip and ed are and um can you let us know <laughs> why we <laughs> should be helpful you're the asshole, a great bunch. you're tony soprano <laughs> pretending to be a liberal yes hey listen to me don't talk like that you know do you know who i know i have people you do and yeah. yes and when you kill me, by the way, I'll think yes. we're going on a fishing trip. Oh, well, listen, you want to sleep with the fishes? You don't sleep. I hate what you did to Big Pussy. You drowned. Well, he was a big pussy anyway. Screw him. <clears throat> screw you, for that matter. And screw the Zip guy. <laughs> Who the hell names the kid Zip? Hey, was that, uh, was that a name you were given uh, as a kid, Zip? Um, it just, well, my father, you know, everybody called him Zip, you know, it was just, it's just one of those things. It's it, unavoidable. They even called my sister Zip, you know, nicknames. Your last name yeah. is Zipfell, Z-I-P-F-E-L, and it's, it's not a very common name. No. Is it Klingon? What, where, where is it? What, what, what's your nationality? It's German. Oh, of course. Glunzi Zipfell. It's, as I understand it, it's a slang term for penis. Come on. In German. No, no, not like, uh, like, don't be a dick. Don't be a ziffel. That's what it, come on. Seriously. No, I found that out. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago. Hear that, Arnold? Don't it's also, be a ziffel. Now, wait a minute. What you just said, because my first name was Donald and the Arnold Ziffel, when that, that thing, I got constantly hazed my entire four years. Yeah, in, how, how did you like being roasted Arnold all Ziffel. your life? A pig roast is not a fun thing. Isn't that right, Arnold? Crazy. Right. All right. Anyway. So let's get so. to the news of the day. Uh, I saw a wonderful meme last week. I, by the way, this always happens to me. I tell people memes are stupid. They're always BS. I hate nope. memes. And then I start to love them. This is the they're scarecrow new, They're part. the new political cartoon, Bob. They are. And, yeah. um, and so I saw a meme. It had a picture of uh, Biden stumbling up the stairs of Air Force One. 
<laughs> yes. And next to it was a picture of Donald Trump walking up to Air Force One with a big uh, gob of toilet paper stuck to his shoe. Remember his that? Shoe. One? I remember that one. Yes, that was hilarious. <laughs> and 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 it said, "Which would you rather be, an athletic seventy-eight-year-old who stumbles while sprinting up the stairs, or a seventy-four-year-old?" who walks up with a glob of toilet paper on your shoe and no one mentions it to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, he's Ooh. the emperor with no clothes. And, and, and what's funny is last night when I was boiling syrup with Hank, I said to Hank, I saw this funny thing. And, and I was like, did you know that Trump walked up with toilet paper on his shoe? And he was like, no, I never knew that. <laughs> I said, well, if he was a liberal, you would have seen it a million times, like the space shuttle Challenger exploded. <laughs> Whenever you talk about doing syrup with Hank, I think of Oliver Wendell Douglas. Hank, how can you? The bedroom doesn't work. You know, the doors fall off. Yeah, yeah, this city up slicker attempting yeah. to in Vermont to use the phone. Well, <laughs> Hank is one of my dearest friends, and I'll tell you, and, and it's part of who I am as the scarecrow. I don't pick a side i go both directions and um and i learn a lot uh from him first off about you know good quality um quality people who uh, practice a trade or a craft they're different from uh, those who work in you know the service industry or um um, digital age in the digital age like he's not a techie but of course his iphone is important to him uh and um and it i guess it teaches me about all of us we all only get to see a tiny slice of reality and that's whatever we choose to look at and whatever we're exposed to but none of us for example could tell you how our iphone works right mm, i mean it's just yeah. You, no. you don't know what's in there. And I, I it, don't even know what 5G compared to 4G is, frankly. Right. We don't, know, we don't know anything about all of these things that run our lives. And yet Hank can take apart a motor, clean the carburetor, put it back together, and have it yeah. running when I'm standing there going, it won't start. <laughs> you see what I'm okay. saying? Remember so, when we had the lawnmower issue like that? He just blew through the hose or something. And yet, as human beings, we sometimes treat, often treat each other like anyone who doesn't know what I know is stupid. Mm. And what we need to realize, and this is, you know, every, everything is beautiful in its own way, that Ray Stevens mm. song. Everything is beautiful. It's that we're all brilliant. It's just that we all have different experiences and different perspectives, different points of view. Yeah. And allows us to come to dramatically different conclusions. And increasingly and otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And increasingly as time goes on and humanity and civilization evolve, who we become has more to do with how we are parented True. by the media well, we will. than by okay. our actual parents. Not where I thought you were going, but okay. Lisa and I were talking about this this morning, um, and when we were kids, we, uh, and I'm going to say some stuff that may be a little bit controversial, but it's just my experience. Um, our parents were 50s parents. Yes. Um, we didn't like them. No. They didn't and, really like us. And they didn't want to be our friends. Uh, they weren't, exactly. Not only were they not our friends, the idea of being friends with your, who hasn't heard this? Yeah. Children are made 
to be seen and Zip, not heard. Finish it. Ed just finished it. That's correct. <laughs> yes. Zip, you got to jump. Look, this is Zip. He, his Zip is letting the moth out. He's opening the window to let the moth out. He doesn't want to. Zip is, Zip is finishing the phrase. Oh, man. Zip doesn't want to. Not seen! Now, now you can take him down all you want, but I, I think we should morph towards zippalization with a bunch of people that are really, In fact, I would really call nice. it that, zippalization, yeah. instead yes. of civilization. Oh, he's, you're the nicest guy in the world. Uh, which is why everybody jumps in front of you to get the fish. But anyway. <laughs> That's a backhanded compliment if I've ever heard one. Hey, wow. uh, Zip, finish this one for me. Nice guys. Finish last. <laughs> they do. Uh, how about a Billy Joel one? Only the good die, die, young. die young. We are We are sort of taught to believe that unless you're a bit of an asshole, you'll get fucked over. Is there not a modicum of truth to that? More than a modicum. There's centuries and hundreds of thousands of years of tribal experience that shows that you have to fight to win. For your right to party. And that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the thing is that there, there are people that you, that you take that tack with because it's the only tack that they understand. Oh, if that's your rationalization, Mr. Liberal, I see. I see. <laughs> but I am, there are some people with whom you, you seem to have to go toe-to-toe -to -toe in order to be, see, eye level with them. That's the only respect, the only communication method that they seem to understand. Yes. And I've met those individuals. How tribal of you. So the guy yeah. uh, in this neighborhood I can get along with, we trade sheepskins and other furs and spices. But he's a nice man. The other guy uh, raided our camp last week and took some of our best women. We're going to attack him. <laughs> yeah. But can't, don't hold a grudge about those women afterwards is, is, is the point. Forgiveness. Now I'm completely confused about your tribal analogy. Go ahead and explain that further. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if you hang on to the resentment, if you don't, oh. I mean, if you're, if you're hypocritical about it, knowing full well that you have committed the same crime at some time mm. that he is committing to you and, and you don't forgive and move on, there's no progress. Okay. That's a, but you bring up, always when I quiz you about what you said, it turns into a fascinating topic. The topic you just brought up, mm -hmm. hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. That's a Billy Joel song. Hypocrisy yeah. is That's an ugly yeah. word. <laughs> Sorry. What's the origin of hypocrisy? Like, when did it become a thing? We were probably zygotes or amoeba. Hmm. You're going to have to, once again. It's got to be in the DNA, I would think. It came from a Greek word, you know. Oh, what is the root word? The word is hypocrite, hypocrites. Hippocrates, right? It's a Greek word, and it means an actor or a stage player. So hypocrite, the literal origin of it, just means acting. Huh. So you're acting one way, but uh, being something else. The uh, Greek translation is an interpreter from underneath. Huh. Huh. Interpreter from underneath a low oh, life. Uh, now the <laughs> dictionary, of the, fence. Uh, the online etymology dictionary. Um, if it ain't Webster, I don't know if I believe. I like that. etymology. That works for me. Okay, it uh, defines hypocrisy as the sin of pretending virtue or goodness. Ah, ah. I alone can fix it. 
<laughs> I'm the least racist person you'll ever meet. <laughs> we are all racist. I'm sorry. Um, to play a part, to pretend. Hypocrisy is the art of affecting qualities for the purpose of pretending an undeserved virtue. Yeah. How else would you get a job? Right. Here's the thing about hypocrisy. It's super easy to see in other people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and th that's a, that's a, a biblical, um, that is a scripture. It's notice thou the, uh, the speck in thy brother's eye and not the board in thine own. Hmm. Or plank Zip, in you're strangely own. silent. Yeah. No, no, I'm just thinking. I'm absorbing. Can never hurt to listen. Who? <laughs> never hurt to listen. That's what we hired you for. And we hired another 3,000 people a week to do the exact same thing. <laughs> I'm going to say shout He's out to right. all you other people who are not right. speaking up because the you're not on the listening podcast. is lost. Um, uh, yeah. Who are the biggest hypocrites in history, you might be wondering? Yes, I am, actually. All right. George Orwell. Orwellian. How was, he, how was an author of Orwell's stature a hypocrite? Well, let's see what it says here. Um, Orwell uh, said, you're free to believe in whatever you want, as long as it's not communism. <laughs> Orwell's fear of the red menace grew to the extent that he put his own thought policeman's cap on and started reporting suspected commie sympathizers to the British government. And yet this is a guy whose basis was you're free to believe whatever you want. John Lennon. Want to know how he was a hypocrite? All right. I know how he, he yeah, he strikes me that way. As All right, parent, I'm going to go with you hypocrite. first before I go All with right. you. All right, well, hypocrite, I mean, the whole peace, love thing, and then what he did, the way that he raised his son, Julian, and the, the treatment, the poor treatment Julian got was not a loving way to parent a child. And that's me being judgmental and also a hypocrite probably, but I never raised a child. Struck me as a bit of a bully, quite frankly. Right. John Lennon. Um, I'm not sure I believe this one. So what they said is Lennon's whole thing was peace and love and a world, imagine a world with no war. Right. Um, but according to uh, this particular article, there was an exception to his no war rule. The Irish Republican Army. He dug them. He dug the IRA. Yeah. A terrorist wow. group that settled their issues by blowing random people to bits with oh, nail yeah. bombs. Yeah. So he took a side. And, um, you know. I guess. That's a stretch. I mean, I, if I was going to attack Lenin, it would be for a massive ego thinking he was bigger than Jesus Christ. But the problem <laughs> with that one was... He was. It was true. That's <laughs> the big so, problem there. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Can I hop off on that for a minute? Sure. And just just pull the room here as I'm listening through, you know, Rubber Soul, Sergeant Pepper, and all this stuff as I sometimes do in the morning with coffee. Do, do, do you guys have a preference for vocalists as far as John or Paul goes? Who, who was better? Which was a better vocalist? Vocalist, yeah, yeah. That's like saying which is a better flower. I, uh, you know, it's beauty That's is a in great the. Analogy. Hold on, zip. That's beauty a great is analogy. in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> thank you. I just want to make sure you speak up once in a while. Or of oh, the yeah, beer holder you. on a Friday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, to me, it's a it's a non question. Uh, but if I had to pick one, yeah, I like them each equally, but for different reasons. Right, Lennon sang with his flaws and pain and imperfection in an authentic way. It was very authentic. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Paul, I believe, had what you might call the prettier voice. Yes. But could sing stuff like silly love songs, which, by the way, I, 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 it was okay. It was a pop, you know, I categorized it. Was it was a hit, but you hated it. A pop song. No, I liked it until I hated it. <laughs> it didn't have legs for you. As much In as other words, the thing about a pop song is like, ooh, my Sharona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like, God, if they play that one more fucking song. <laughs> That's what a pop song is, right? It's, it's a pop confection. Yeah. yeah, you get sick of sugar. But a thing like I Am the Walrus is... A thousand years later, when you hear it, you go, damn, yellow matter custard. How do you come up with that? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> spitting on a dead dog's eye. Yeah, spitting on a dead dog's eye. <laughs> you know, uh, so I, 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 uh, I guess to me, Lennon was a, uh, it's, it's, this is like saying Picasso or Rembrandt. It, well, in a way. Yeah, just personal taste, though. It, it can... I was just ha- having a, a thing with it, I, I, and I've, I decided that I, I was going with Paul because, uh, you know, I was listening to Getting Better all the time this morning, and, and you got, get to better, and then John going, couldn't get much worse, you know, he was always the, the dark guy to, to Paul's light, bright smile. Right, right. Acerbic and sweet, the yeah. differences, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big t- it's like yeah. hot and sour, yeah. By the way, uh, back to the Lennon thing, I just Mm -hmm. saw part of the justification about that IRA Mm -hmm. thing was that uh, a former IRA member told The Guardian he met with Lennon in New York. Lennon was going to perform a show in Ireland to raise money for the IRA. Oh, boy. Not a good choice, John. And the reason he didn't do it, they say, at the time the Nixon administration was trying to throw Lennon out for drugs because he of his lack of support for the vietnam war yeah yeah. and lennon was afraid that if he went to do the concert for the ira he might not get back into the united states so he (laughs) muzzled himself and that's why they call him a hypocrite and he did have to have to hunker down because they were they were seriously trying to eject him but i i I think keeping quiet so you don't get thrown out I, i don't think that makes you as much of a hypocrite as being loudly a hypocrite there you go with your like reason, zip. Reason zip, you would keep take. your mouth shut, right? Yes, I yeah. probably would. Absolutely. Now go look at to get now throw throw Ringo into that mix. Now all these years he's just been doing his thing quietly, peace and love. Yes, nice yeah. guy, enjoying playing music with his friends. Mm-hmm. Losing that's his a shirt. life well lived, is it not? I think so. Yeah, uh, I'm a huge Ringo fan because of it. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He, he looks like a guy in his 40s, for crying out loud. All right, let's see who else is on. The, who's the number one hypocrite of all time? Wow. <laughs> uh, you know who they have as number one, five uh, most hypocritical, uh, ten most hypocritical people of all time? Mm-mm. John F. Kennedy. Oh, hell yeah. That's, that's not a bad uh, deduction, actually. Now, that surprises me. What do you know about JFK that lends itself to that? Oh, just the, the footsie. I mean, you, you've got parents, or sometimes grandparents, with, you know, this crocheted or this uh, woven wool picture that's hung above the fireplace. 
and you know they 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 worship him as this paragon of virtue. And then when you read what <laughs> the sordid stuff that was going on with the Rat Pack, right? And and the brothers in Maryland and all of that and what he did to Jackie. It's, and he's it, banging Marilyn Monroe while he's got times. a wife like Jackie. Yeah. By the way, uh, would it be better to bang Marilyn Monroe if you had a wife that wasn't as attractive as Jackie? I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just testing your morality scale. <laughs> I just think that power, you know, power breeds that kind of thing. You're as, you're as loyal as your options when you're a politician, I guess. Okay. Well, when you think that the old man was a bootlegger and basically their entitlement came from Jack running. Old, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, sins of the father. Look at you. Sins Zach. of the big, big time. Yeah. Right. Yes. Like yes. That. Yes, indeed. A good point. Um, You'd think um, he was all about peace and love, but guess what? He was a member of the NRA. There's nothing wrong with that. Is well, there? Isn't it a little ironic that he was all for gun rights and no restrictions? Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many presidents have been lifetime members of the NRA? I would say most of them. No, only eight. Only eight? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, lifetime members. Lifetime for, members. Some... And John F. Kennedy was one of them. Yeah. Hmm. Prior to Kennedy, by the way, guns were no big deal. He actually created, in a sense... The pro-gun lobby? The idea that we should restrict guns. Or restrict guns, okay. It's interesting. I guess. I think he was more of a hypocrite about sex. But who isn't a hypocrite about sex? And do you think we need to restrict guns, uh, Mr. Rivers? Do I think? Yeah. Uh, well, my friend Hank is listening, and he works at the gun factory, so... Um, <laughs> of course you uh, and don't. I, you know, I don't want to... Uh, look, here's what I think. Yeah. I, 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 when you say the word restrict, they're already, everything is already restricted, okay? Mm. When, when I bought my 9mm, uh, I had to, you know, present ID. I had to do all of the stuff you had to do. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so that was a restriction. So the, the answer isn't should you restrict them. The answer is what's the proper balance? Or, or let's enforce what we have. All of those things, that's part of balance. And, the, and so that answer is if you've divided the population onto half or 40% of us, yes, 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 restrict, 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 we got to stop this stuff, and the other 40% are, no, 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 no matter what, no, 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 we've taken too much away. That's how, you know, that's how the world works, and the 20% of us in the middle are like, uh, it's very loud out here, and there's a lot of people with torches and pitchforks. Let's just go back inside <laughs> and watch Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> Does it not scare you that uh, we have militia, like uh, domestic people that are that are armed better than the militia, than than the uh, oh, and, the, and the again, police that's forces? A, hold on, that's a talking point. That's a talking point. Talking point. Talking point. Talking point. <laughs> it's a jingle I'm working on. Okay. <laughs> that's a talking point. I like it. <laughs> I mean, there's some guy who has a tiger in, in his backyard, and there's some guy who has a tank. I, you know, is that freedom? Some people would say it's freedom. Uh, you know, if you if you must have a AR whatever AK forty seven submachine gun, use it responsibly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For what? Well, even that, if that's my issue with the, with the automatic stuff is yeah. that just makes no sense to me at all. On, on the other hand, societal level, it it, it comes to, it comes to freedom and speech and all of that. Uh, should you stop? <clears> the, um, by the way, I'm playing devil's advocate now because I'm, of course, I'm you not do a that. gun nut, but. Mm -hmm. If someone wants something and they're not going to commit a crime with it, yes. 
should you take that away from them because you could commit a crime with it? It's an interesting question. I am the scarecrow now. Some folks yeah. go that way. Some <laughs> folks go this way. Let me, let's, hey, zip, grab a side, let's pull them down <laughs> off a nail. Hold on. The, the, Hold on, buddy. I've got a matchbook well, right the, here. The argument against that is, I'm not afraid of can anything. you prove that bad people won't commit these crimes if there are more regulations making it harder for them to get the tools of mass murder. Can you prove that? And, and of course, you can't prove a negative. A lot of it's logical, though, is it not? To your tribe. Well, no, but I know what impetuous thought is, and people can be off kilter. I don't think that... Yes. Uh, yeah. Look, uh, and by the way, I'm sort of down with this argument anyway. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> If someone wants to kill someone, they can kill someone. You just sneak up. I mean, I hate to do that. This is not. You put a straw in their eye. (laughs) But if someone wants to do that, and if they're sick and they're messed up, and it's going to happen, right? In a a planet of seven billion people, by the way, if we freak out every time someone's a jerk, we'll spend our whole lives freaking out. Mm. (laughs) But the 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 logical argument for regulation of semi-automatic and automatic weapons is, you know, if the guy didn't have a tool of mass destruction, he would kill fewer people. And they don't say it that way, but that's what they're saying, right? I submit in human nature that if you are trying to resolve any kind of conflict and you have a weapon weapon in your possession, you're going to act differently psychologically just knowing that you have that weapon in your possession. Are you, you know what I mean? Are you including slingshots in this analogy? <laughs> well, no. It, you said I, weapon. I, a weapon could be a stone. Well, that's true. But I mean, the weapons you're born with are your bare hands. Yeah. Right? Well, back in the day, yeah. And unlike yeah, my but son I, who words, was bench pressing the other day, you and I are not much of a threat with our bare hands, but... <laughs> Okay, I'm walking down the street and and two scary looking individuals confront me and I've got a I just think you're going to react differently in in an attempt to resolve whatever conflict it is. You're going to act differently if you have a weapon in your possession, a gun in this case. And the problem with that, if I may, is that if once it's drawn, you have to be willing to use it. They just teach you when you go for your license to carry Mm. that. You know, you've got to use it and you've got to pull it not once but twice each time. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, um, like Zip, uh, often will open the window and I'll uh, let the spiders out, of course, but I don't care if it's a fly or a spider or whatever. So I couldn't hurt a fly. On the other hand, when mice get into my syrup lines. Mm-hmm. And yeah. threaten my maple syrup. Toast. Archives. They become Roast less em. than human at that Roast point. Roast them. <laughs> if you could imagine that. Like, They're like, vermin. A, like a fly that wandered inside a hole in my screen is like a brother. Oh, poor little guy. Let me let you out. But when you start, when I'm a farmer and you start hurting my crop, yeah. Um, What's the right word? I don't want to use a, a hot button word, but put you down gently doesn't seem to cut it. So, in other words, it's all situational, which I think is kind of what you're saying anyway. Uh, Obviously, I, I didn't trigger any thoughts. No, no, in I, I'm thinking set. no. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a thought process. All right. Yeah. Hmm. 
I'll take it under advisement, Bob, and get back to you on <laughs> I'm that. Start, I'm going to start Next eating case. my yogurt again. <clears throat> so, well, by the way, what a shocker. We didn't solve the gun dilemma. Yeah, again. Yeah, that's one of those things. Yeah. Again, tribal. Yeah. Weapons or uh, a bake sale where we all get together and are nice to each other. No, can we make it a piss up and bake sale and bring some booze, please? Sure, sure. <laughs> well, no, the other problem is, is human beings occasionally have really bad days. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I do. Now, you like the, now you're sounding like the Georgia Police Department. Well, no, you know what I mean? Seriously. It's true, though. I mean, yeah. and, and, and to resolve whatever it is going on, if it's a little too handy, I think yeah. it can be dangerous. Yeah. And that, that Georgia police uh, conference was a very reductive thing. What a dumb thing to say. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. But you're just human calling, beings you're are calling fallible. someone dumb, you liberal. I thought you were uh, kind-hearted right. to everybody. You yeah, hypocrite. Yeah. He just he just tilted his hand is what he did. Wouldn't, isn't it ironic that the officer himself was just having a bad day? Don't you think? Yeah. I, I, I don't think. Those are hot buttons for Twitter and memes. Mm-hmm. which I only like when they're the good memes. I don't like the bad memes. <laughs> we should come up with a character yeah. and call it meme. I do have a meme of the week for you, though. And I okay, shared this with tell. my son yesterday, and it was uh, very well received. And none of us like memes. Here's the meme. I don't need a vaccine, he said, while enjoying life without polio, tetanus, hepatitis A, hepatitis B, rubella, measles, whooping cough, the mumps, smallpox, diphtheria, rabies, rotavirus, pneumococcal disease, HPV, menococcal disease, shingles, and a bunch of other 1800s stuff. And Hippocrates A, B, and C. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 Uh, wow. Put out by, and the guy signed it too, Dan Price in hmm. Seattle did that. And uh, to me, vaccines are just math. I mean, you have, you know, uh, a point zero zero nine six chance of dying by being hit by a meteor when you walk out your front door, yeah. right? And I go, mm-hmm. that's nothing. I go out every day. I'm not going to worry about it. such a small thing. But then when it becomes, you have a point zero zero four chance of being hit by lightning if you stand next to a pond in a lightning storm, <clears> you go, I better get inside really quick. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Because lightning goes boom and looks and sounds scary, right? Big time. So, Well, lightning doesn't sound like anything. Right. <laughs> Thunder sounds. So now let's go to the flu. You have a point zero, a, a 0.1% of dying if you get the flu in a typical uh, bad flu year, right? Okay. It's a tenth of a percent if you get it. And what do most of us do? Nothing. Take I two mean, aspirin. I, well, no, no, no. I mean about trying not to get the flu. What do you do? Oh, I get a shot every year. Zip. Uh, oh. Um, Too long. You don't get the <laughs> shot. I get it. <laughs> no, I, I just. coronavirus shot. Hey, yet. by the way, I'm getting my first shot ah. on Monday, Monday afternoon. You buried the Thank lead. You. Yes. Oh. I did. How did you get the appointment? Uh, Did the governor come to your house and bang on your door and go, you're the oldest guy we haven't got yet? I went online. (laughs) I got in line, in queue, and they sent me a thing the other day. Hey, tomorrow we're sending you a text. You've got 24 hours to to pick an appointment. Oh, awesome. And it worked. And is it nearby, your appointment? Yeah, Nate. Because I know you don't like to drive more than two miles. You might have something on TV. (laughs) 
Unless no, it's a dog it's sled a, involved, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. No, well, that's so good anyway. I'm, I'm glad sorry. you're going to be partially. Anyway, so, so when it comes to the flu, the threat level is low enough that some of us get the vaccine. I get it about every other year, and then I forget. And I went to my skin doctor yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, and I hate. I have only done like three doctor's appointments in the whole last year because I just, you know, I, yeah, I minimized my contact with all of society. Yeah. Might have been virtual. And they asked me, they said, have you had a flu shot this year? And I went, son of a gun. No, I had it last time I was going to the pharmacy doing stuff. <clears throat> but um, normally I get it. But the, I never have thought, I've never worried about the flu. Ever, because it's point zero, you know, zero point one. If you get it, and the number yeah. of people who die, if thirty thousand people, I, like statistically, a little over two million people die every year, and a little over two million people are born every year. That's how the circle of life. Well, works. Gonna, yeah. yeah, okay, Elton John. <clears throat> and there's one child born in this world to carry on, to carry, carry on. on. <laughs> right. <clears throat> it's the circle of life. Anyway, I don't know if you guys think about that. I think about that stuff all the time. And so the normal noise of people dying and being born, I just tune it out because I'm enjoying breathing. But yeah. when the coronavirus comes along, it's, it's at that weird threshold where... Mm-hmm. Oh, John Prine croaked. What a great songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. How old was he? 106? (laughs) I saw a picture of him. He didn't look like he was going to be long for the world anyway. I mean, I hate to sound heartless, but I feel bad. But if he had the flu, he wouldn't have made the news, right? Right. I'm playing devil's advocate, please. Don't tell me Mm -hmm. I'm that heartless. But, uh, But at the same time, you know, I know people who've been in the hospital and been in intensive care. But they didn't die. It's almost like I'm disappointed they didn't die. And I'm not because two of them are listening right now. And I'm thrilled you didn't die. But <laughs> it takes away the whole panic. Do you know what I mean? Like if, 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 if let's say you have a tribe and you have a campfire and the other tribe is rattling their sabers. And you just get used to them rattling their sabers and, you know, they never attack then you sort of get complacent? That was a question. Again, I'm listening and I'm thinking. I, I, there's, I've got You four... remind me of a Tandy computer from 1986. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Radio Shack? Remember uh, the hard drives used to make noise while they were thinking? <laughs> I, I've got four different friends, uh, fairly close friends, that have different stages of cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one is stage four and has been issued a death sentence. And the other three are being treated. Two are prognosis pretty solid, pretty good. Right. And then the uh, third is it's such an odd form. They just don't know. And yeah. and then if I compare that to COVID, you know, it's not as instantaneous. I guess my, 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 my point is it's such a crapshoot really with everyone's individual DNA as far as is how efficacious it's going to be. And you know what I mean? The prognosis, you mean, you mean the, uh, the vaccine, 
Yes, yes. Okay. May I refer you to the meme I quoted just a few minutes ago? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's I, not I, a crapshoot. Um, when's the last time you had polio? No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not questioning. The, I'm just saying it, it gets me that, that we can turn a vaccine that quick, but cancer can be so confounding. By the way, and, there and was a still, story that they're working on a vaccine for cancer. Did you hear about mm-hmm. that? I yeah. did not. They may, they, we may come to a point where cancer cells are told, <laughs> stop doing that. Hit the road, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. So, well, so you're that, so you're, you're not an anti-vaxxer, but you're a, a vax, a vax, a hesitant, you're a hesitant vaxxer. No, no, I just, oh, I think in terms of, if, no, if you compare um, treatment for cancer to the vaccine, a vaccine's a total home run, a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, 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 I was just drawing the, the comparison between how far away we can be from straightening all forms of medical problems out. We're you know? so far away. Well, <laughs> I'm the, sorry. The other story just out a day or two ago was, uh, and I think this is in the New York Times. Scientists really believe they're going to be able to halt aging. They're going to be able to do something to your cells, something to you that tells your cells, literally, cut that out. You don't need to, you know, you, you don't mm. need to, because we're programmed to make way. And there'll be... One child to carry on, to carry on. And we're programmed for that, but it's it's not You mean necessary. like the ultimate stem cell kind of thing? Where yeah, where they basically totally say, corrected. yeah, this whole aging thing is sort of, it was a flaw in our hardware software. <laughs> They've got to fix a patch. <laughs> Look, dude, we don't know how our iPhone works. We don't know how this stuff works either, yeah. but they'll do it. Maybe not in time for us. No. Um, all the testosterone in the world and all, all the, the stem cells is not going to rescue guys at our age. What would you think of a world where some people live to be 500? Well, that's, that, there's, a, there's a more mild version of that now. If you are higher on the food chain and, and better off, you definitely have better health or certainly access to it. Yes, that's true. But it's not 500. I mean, the queen like, how, is 100. If, if the median age goes to, say, 275, yeah. and someone place. gets in an accident when they're 20, it's a bigger yeah. tragedy, right? It's a bigger tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> like right now, if, if, if something bad happens and you're... Um, oh, Lisa's here. Hi, honey. Hi, hi Lisa. Very rarely says hi. Who is this? Uh, Zip and it's Ed. It's Ed and Hello there. She doesn't have headphones, so she. It's the Sap Widow. She's on her way to go shopping. Um, The Sap sap Widow, widow, they call you, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, like you know how it's a terrible tragedy if a bunch of high school kids get drunk and get in a car wreck. It's terrible because they had their whole lives in front of them, right? Yes. Yes. But if uh, and a ninety-year-old gets in a car wreck, it's like well. He had a good run. Yes, but they gave me the wrong prescription for my windshield, damn it. If a if if you could live to be four hundred 
I would never know from where. Joe Biden would be one of the youngest presidents in history. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're meant to live that long. I mean, maybe I'm wrong because you're it, entirely well, wrong. Well, That's no, a but software in colonial times, what was in the in the colonial times? What was the the average? Lifespan, uh, 35 years or something like that. Oh, man. I know well, you stub <coughs> your toe, get gangrene, see yeah, you later. Done. Toast. Yeah. So, You're out of here. And by the way, um, what it is is illnesses uh, used to take more people and bring down the average. There have always been people that lived to a ripe old age. It's Even just that COVID more of us, that. a higher percentage do right now. We lost a year off life expectancy during the COVID era. Yeah. This is, by the way, this is stuff that only old folks like to talk about. It really should be taught in school. <laughs> Let's talk about final expenses, Bob. <laughs> you, you're going to open a company and be an advertiser. That's um, right. I'm going to mention this in the podcast just quickly. Um, Wait, Bob, I want to talk about Magic the Gathering cards. Did you know that right now you can get like $750 if you get the right ones? Like a thrift store. All right. <clears throat> oh, man. You were saying, Bob? Oh, yes. I just... If Ed wants to start a commercial, I owe it to him. <laughs> it's not a commercial. I was just to trying to young it up for you. As right. per your request. When I, uh, when I was in the uh, skin doctor yesterday, I, I had had some like, I had had a wart burned off, which is totally cosmetic, not a threat. Yeah. And That's called a program director. He has to live, Bob. <laughs> I apologize. Continue. Oh. You're at the uh, dermatologist. You have the, you have the mic again. Go ahead. <laughs> the dermatologist. Anyway. You went for a war. So I yeah. go in there, and I hate mm -hmm. going in there because there's a waiting room. And some medical establishments are, um, you know, some medical establishments get you in and out quickly with very little contact with anybody. Like when I went to the, I had to, in order to get contact lenses, I had to go to my ophthalmologist like six months ago. And I've tried not to do anything like if I, I during a pandemic, mm. you know, I wouldn't do anything unless it's necessary. Right. And when I went there, they you know, like everybody was very distanced. There were only a couple people in a giant waiting room. They called you in, you know, masked the whole time. You felt pretty good going in and out that you were fairly safe. Yeah. So I'm going to this uh, dermatologist and I'm not going to uh, say his name. That's fine. Bob Pimple Popper? <laughs> Let it Don't take him off his rails. He gets very upset. I'm sorry. Oh, that was terrible. No, Ooh, knock me ahead. down anytime I'm you want. Yeah, I know, stuff, no, some, no, I was... stuff some more straw back into my chest when you're done, please. <laughs> A little bit of over there. Away. There's some over there. <laughs> so, Put um, that lighter away. I get there, and there's all these signs in the parking lot. COVID-19, if you have symptoms, call, reschedule your appointment. Like, you're going to get to the parking lot, pull up. Right. And you're going to see a sign and you're going to go, I have had a dry hacking cough and a fever. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't go in. Meanwhile, anyway. Yeah. Pre-symptomatic people are more contagious than people who are actually I know. coughing. Oh. And, 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 and it's the first thought I have is, if you don't have symptoms, come on in and infect everybody. <laughs> it's so, true. It's true. And I hate going to this place because the waiting room is really small. It's like a hallway. Yeah. It's a vapor tent. And so, I, and, I'm, and I put on my N95 8210 3M NIOSH approved mask. <laughs> the same Jesus. ones the nurses wear when they're saying goodbye to your great grandpa. Yes. And, uh, you know, so I'm as safe as I can be. I even wear glasses, sunglasses for eye protection because I've heard it can get in your eyes. Any, open, any opening in the body. Any opening? 
And he, well, pretty much. Glad I wore my underwear, too. So <laughs> I go in, okay, and there you got is, a shitload of class, Bob. I'll tell there you. is a line <laughs> to check in. Yes. And I'm annoyed by this because it means I have to stand there. I want to, you know, I want to swoosh by all those droplets. I want to live. And so I wait, and then, you know, the line goes, and then I get up. And when I get to the window, there's two women, you know, healthcare workers. And each one of them is wearing their mask below their nose. On their chin. <laughs> you, that just makes, that makes me livid when I see that. I was mad. Oh, me too. Yeah. Someone pointed oh. out to me that maybe they were already vaccinated. And I go, I don't care. They're setting yeah. an example. That's right. Did they have glasses on? If they were wearing glasses, I see no. people do oh. that. One of them was wearing glasses. So they don't like to okay. fog up the glasses. Uh, yeah. 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 But I, I felt like that. asking, oh, is that how you're supposed to wear your mask here? Yeah. But I didn't. No, and, and I, I and so, pulled my punches on that many times. So I sat down and I waited 20 minutes. Like In that 20 minutes, like 20 people came through that room and always five or six sitting down. And finally, and I'm thinking, why do they have this backup? this vapor lock built into it <laughs> finally the um assistant comes to get me and whenever you see any medical professional now yeah. you basically first see an intern with a clipboard that's how yeah. it works yeah this person's job is to do 95 percent of the busy work mm -hmm. so that the doctor can come and see you for eight seconds like a paralegal right so, I mean, this guy, come, and he's a nice guy, and I remember him from the last appointment, you know, two months ago when I got my wart burned off. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> That's so, a case Burn yeah. off the warts. Yeah. So I get in the waiting room, and he looks at everything, and I'm realizing he's doing all the work for the doctor. The doctor just double checks yeah. his work. And he looks at it, and there's it, still a little nub left there. And I'm like, do you have to burn it again? And he said, no, we can just scrape it. You could file it off at home. I'm like, yeah. much safer at home. It's That's a much larger do. waiting room. And so he files it off, and then there's a couple, you know, once you get to a certain age, they look at your skin for anything that looks like the Michigan. sun caused yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't mean you have skin cancer, but if they see a sun caused something, there's a whole industry in burning it off. Yeah. They so don't they, want it to morph. So it doesn't have a chance to grow. And I know right. nothing about this. Oh, I'd known that. Um, so at, at one point, after he looks at everything and decides, my doctor comes in with a, you know, an assistant, uh, a female assistant, mm -hmm. um, you know, probably a student. And... He comes in, and I can already tell he's going to be there about eight seconds. He glances. The guy tells him what he saw. He goes, all right, very good. We'll see you in a year. And, um, and then he looks at my face, up the side of my face, up near my left sideburn. He goes, hang on, let me look at this. And he says, you know, it's nothing, but it is caused by the sun. It would be safer to remove it. And I go, sure. And he pulls out what looks like a, you know, spray can. It really looks like the, the uh, Tin Man's oil can. 
It wasn't Windex, was it? No. No, it's a big metal industrial, you know, steampunk looking kind of can okay. that they spray Freon on your face. And it hurts for a second. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And it burns the thing off. And he goes, I'm going to just get this. And literally, so the amount of time he spent treating me was three seconds. And then he goes, all right, see you in a year. And I realized why there's so many people in the waiting room. It's just like going to Magic Mountain. Disney. (laughs) (laughs) The ride is four minutes long, but you wait an hour in a rotating line to get to it, right? Unless you pay for the real fancy pass, yeah. The VIP pass. Yeah. And and by the way, I was there a couple months ago, as I mentioned, and I got the bill. Yeah. And he did the same thing. He on something and scraped it off. Yeah. Take a guess how much. And oh, and he also uh, on the wart. So we did two things. So yeah, I'm going to guess. In seven. all taking less than a minute, how much do you think the dermatology bill was? Zip, what do you think? Uh, $450. $750. you are both, uh, if we average you two out, it was in the, it was near 600 bucks. Yeah. And insurance would only pay like, even the insurance company is like, what do you, do your you Tony Soprano. Do your Tony Soprano. Hey, what come you? on with this shit. Yeah. Now, come on. Yeah. You took out a can. You sprayed it on my face. I told you about the dot. You didn't get the whole thing last time. You want to change this number? You want me to change it for you? Sure. My favorite uh, Tony Soprano moments were when he was talking with his psychologist, Dr. Melfi. That's a I like Dr. Melfi. Yeah, he was she, sexy to me. Yeah, I wonder why he never had sex with her. I always expected that to happen. It was in my head, Bob. I can't get I can't get it off when I can't get it off my mind. Yeah. She's in there. I can't get her out. It's bad enough. I had to go into her office. So anyway, that is eight seconds and exposure to potentially deadly disease will cost me after the insurance, you know, three hundred bucks or so. Yeah. Healthcare has turned into a celebrity meet and greet You're with the kidding. doctor. That's now listen, right. Stan here is going to walk through. He may sign something. He may not. And don't don't look at him. <laughs> do you know what I do? Do you know what I do? That's exactly I, right. You know, it's a, you, Bob. You mentioned earlier that they they kind of send in the, the the interns and the nurses as the front line, hmm. literally front line. I my the nurses at my place are great because I will say, look, I know I'm getting tests. What do I really need? And she'll just take the pen and stroke like eight things out that saves me hundreds of dollars. Right, she says, right. you don't That's need good. any of this. Wow. Yeah, yeah and wow. usually when I go to the skin doctor, they go, have you seen our list of uh, creams and things that you can, <laughs> you put this on every day, you put this on before you go to the sun, you rub this on your on your little corns, you rub this on your feet. Uh, and, you know, and I'm like, nah. And I, I go by the tightest rule when they do that. Nah. Yeah. Vaseline. I, I, first off, I don't want to preserve my body. I think Popeye is attractive. Oh, I think, so do I. Yeah, the, as, as you get older and you get crevasses and orner. Now, uh, fortunately, I'm a man. Babe, I'm a man. No, for a woman, you're, you're bred to believe that you've got to slow and stop the aging process as much as but you can. But of course, Madison <clears throat> Avenue would have it no other way, Bob. But as a man... I'm Bless like, you. 
you know, gracefully not, age and with yeah. dignity, and then yeah. you, you become go. George Clooney, basically. That's right. Yeah, that's right. you do. Just get right. more handsome as you go. Before we go, any other uh, any other hot topics? I sort of well, mo- monopolize the conversation. That's my job. I'm Bob. I'm the scarecrow. <laughs> I I just wanted to throw back to one comment you made. Don't you think that the digital era has made it super super easy, way easier than it was when we were kids? To uh, find to find your own tribe and echo chamber. Yes, you know what uh, I, mean? I mean. To do that as a kid, I had to join the Weeblos. Then the <laughs> where did they come up with a name like or, Weeblow? <laughs> I mean, seriously, or, or come up to the ranks through catechism and uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. know, the Scouts have had their own history of sex scandals, so I don't want to make a. I don't want to come to any conclusions. But change it from Weeblow, and you might have less. Yeah, I I, I have a quick question. Bob. Yes. With regard to cancer and the cures, to me, there's there's a parallel with batteries that I buy. I know damn fine the technology exists somewhere that I don't have to go through 48 double A's every three months and reload at Costco. But they would have it no other way. Why would they create a battery that you can stick into all your devices and just leave it there for years when they can get you to buy 48 more for $12 every three months? And cancer... Is is it an in, is it an industry? Is the medical? Do you think that they're 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 holding on to something in the interest of profit? Well, uh, that's uh, that kind of hypocrisy brings it <laughs> back home here. Hypocrisy. Um, the um, I have read. Uh, you know, I, it's a matter of opinion at this point. It's obviously mm-hmm. not provable, but I have read that um, curing cancer would kill. Uh, the healthcare industry, because yes. cancer is a huge profit center. It's an industry, and and I think that's um, I think Jaded. that's important for all people, whether you're conservative or liberal, or an actual real person who thinks of all points of view. Those are the three options. Um, I think that um, you got to realize that in our civilization, there is a thing called conflict of interest, and it applies to you. It applies to me. It applies to all of us. It's not something you can blame other people for. Like Cuomo, for example. Cuomo, you know, he got his family vaccines uh, before other people. I mean, not vaccines, uh, tests, when tests were hard to get. I think they're digging hard now to try and find, how can we keep the scandal alive? Uh, because who wouldn't, you know, who, who wouldn't, I, you can call it cheating if you want, or as we talked about earlier in the podcast, you can call it ambition. Mm-hmm. Remember, the peaceful tribe that crochets and tries to trade peacefully is the first one taken over and enslaved. Yeah. And so uh, cancer is a huge profit center. So, of course, it's like hurricanes mm. and tornadoes are a huge profit center for the Weather Channel. Yep. There was, there was so... look. Do undertake morticians if suddenly we could cure death and live to be 500 years old? Short, short those stocks. Well, caskets would go from five grand to 500. Maybe. In a hurry. Or maybe if you had 500 years to think about it. <laughs> you just self immolate. <laughs> you know, you'd want a massive mausoleum for yourself. You'd be so proud of yourself that you live. For, I, I don't know. So uh, it's all in, like our ambition and our aggression are closely tied together. Interesting. 
and so civilization sure. yeah. goes against everything in our in our DNA. you know warlike tribal history, and that's why we have this yin and yang between aggression and compassion. Um, and it's fascinating. I, I, it's the human condition. I, I've spent like decades trying to convince other people they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, only to find out you're wrong. And I've had pretty much zero success. Yes. Um, I have more success saying, let's all look at what we have in common and think, and let's just talk about what's important to us personally. And when I do that, even with my, you know, stop the steal wacko friends, it turns out, you know, when you get it down to a personal one-on-one family level, we're all basically the same. It's the hamster wheel of life. That's what it is. Kumbaya, my lord. Yes. And the hamster makes a sound similar to the lobster just before he goes swimming. <laughs> the Bob and Zip Show with Dan Kelly. Joining us now is Andrew Rivers at the bright and early hour of oh nine something nine. or other in yeah. Seattle, Washington. Andrew, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Okay. Okay. I was up boiling maple syrup late last night, and you flew into Seattle from where? Uh, I was in uh, South Dakota. Um, <sighs> yeah. Not a lot of direct flights to South <laughs> Dakota. <laughs> to tell you that. <laughs> um, over um, but yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, you don't. You can fly in a day early, but then you're spending an extra hundred bucks on the rental car and the hotel, right. and so uh, I just chose to fly in a uh, red eye, and then sleep all day, and then fly out on a red eye, so that uh, you know, a one nighter. Um, mm. By the yeah. way, um, you're young now, and you don't realize this, but there will come a time in your life where you go. That's the last effing red eye I ever fly. <laughs> Been there, done that, got the yeah. shirt, hated it. Just, it, it, it will come. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but right now, I mean, you're young I, and you I bounce already, back. Yeah. Yeah. I already don't like it. I mean, I don't, I don't try to do it, but, uh, you know, at a certain point, it's, if it's saving me 250 bucks, uh, that's Hell what, yeah, that's sure. what uh, you got to do. I mean... And right now, yeah. a year off the end of your life doesn't seem like that's anything nearby. That's <laughs> far off. Sure. Well, uh, sleep. I've been sleeping on planes for ten years now, so um, right. I'm I'm pretty used to it. I mean, I I get a decent amount of sleep, and then, um, you know, you get to the gig, and then you nap for an hour or two, and then you go do the show, and then you're tired. Uh, for like three days. So Sounds it's like a it's, wonderful life. Tell us more. It's a good system. Uh, yeah. Attention passengers, the man snoring in first class is Andrew Rivers. He has a gig in North Dakota. Please do not wake him. Thank you. I bring a full-size pillow on the plane with me, and uh, people always look at me weird, but... I like a really full size? My pillow. <laughs> like like the my pillow guy type <laughs> size? Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I think yeah. that's I think that's actually really charming. Does, it, well, does the person next yeah. to you mind? Uh, they're uh, strapped down and sedated. Uh, <laughs> and I just, uh, do they whack them. you? Do they whack you for extra baggage fee for that, or is no. it a considered no. a carry on? Actually, no, no one's ever. Uh, I did have the. Uh, I oh, I forgot about this story. I had a had like the bomb squad uh 
<laughs> called on me at the airport because I, uh, I, I pack food with me because especially during coronavirus, like airport food is barely open, you mm. know, and yeah. if, you, if you don't want to eat McDonald's all day, talk about Cinnabon. taking years off the end of your life. <laughs> so uh, I bring like a big bag of powdered uh, food and, um, <laughs> oh, and uh, I usually put it in my checked luggage, but I, this was just a 24-hour Gig, so I threw it in my uh, carry-on, and then so ta- they had tell to me call what powdered food is. Is this like a protein shake kind of a thing? Yeah, it's called. It's actually called Huel, and it's called. Uh, the bag says nutritionally complete food, and um, it's got all your vitamins and good stuff in there, and um, so that's how I eat basically. <laughs> like like all people in the future, I think. I I mean, why why have sure. farms? Why grow corn? Silent can, green is people. I, I if you can put powder in a bag and it has everything you need, that's it. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving dinner in a tube. <laughs> Welcome to NASA. Sure, I'm not the one hiding out in my uh, in my uh, you know sugar, farm, sugar uh, scared of a little flu bug going around. That's so, you. I love uh, that. So I anyway, love that the bomb squad, bomb squad. What happened? Sure, sorry. You know, I get attacked. And I I, by the way, I like the, slower, the I, I like the slower, sleepier Andrew because it gives us old folks more time to catch up. <laughs> you, you finally got a chance. Yeah, right. that's right. Um, yeah, you know, they just they spent 20 minutes. Uh, you know, they had to test it. And the guy was like, I'm going to sample some of your product. I was like, have a blast. And, uh, <laughs> And, uh, but I left it in South Dakota just because I didn't want to deal with the hassle of trying yeah. to bring it back through the airport. Because if it oh, takes 20 minutes funny. to get the bomb guy awake in SeaTac, you know, I don't know. Right. So, <laughs> so, so wait a minute. Dakota Regional Airport. It was suspicious because it was powder. I thought you couldn't bring yeah. liquids. I never heard anything about powder. Well, you're, you can bring it. They just have to test it to make sure that it's not explosive, you know. Yeah. Writing C5 on the outside of the bottle <laughs> wasn't smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell that to GNC and, uh, and yeah. Super Supplements. Oh. Don't call it C5. That would be a problem. With wow, that's weird. So uh, anyway, and by the way, thank you, Andrew, because uh, of maple syrup operations. We're recording in the morning now. And I know that's harder on the West Coast because you're three hours earlier. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate you, you waking up. You're welcome. And that was um, Andrew Rivers. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. <laughs> Is there a girl there we can talk to? <laughs> I sent you things. I didn't know if you were going to uh, go into anything, but I'll, oh, I'll, I'll no, take I can, I can do the, the setup thing with the bullet points. Oh, and now, see, well, now you're pulling the curtain back on the wizard, you guys. Look, Jeez. the whole time I did the show. Uh, I'm circumcised, thanks. J- Joe, yeah. <laughs> The whole time I did the show, Joe had this list of bullet points, yeah. and that the first was, your name is Robert yeah. Rivers. <laughs> that bad, huh? Oh, and when a guest came in, they had yeah. to have a name tag, not just with their name, but with what they were there about. You know, like, <laughs> William Shatner played yes. the captain of on Star Trek. Absolutely. That's correct. Somebody uh, show this guy a flash card. Sure. Anyway, that's how Lacquadero was, by the way, too. Uh, oh yeah, exactly a lot of us. But, because I'm a I'm an improv thinker, which means I have to just drop all preconceptions, including all knowledge, 
and just like <laughs> no seriously well and, that's not that hard I thank you and be in the moment and i also have to be a better listener which i've never perfected uh yeah. so you did send this the other day by the way and uh last week and and i was interested and i never asked you uh you downloaded an app that is giving life-changing results in just two weeks now before you say what it is uh, i want to put it out there for zip and ed can you guess what kind of an app would change your is it maybe a fitness app uh what do you guys that, think that was my guess okay zip Life-changing app. Uh, yes, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'll go with a, with a flow, with a crowd. It, it's positive thoughts. Every day, we shore up your self-esteem by telling you you are something. Yeah. Is it that? It's a, it's a stretching app. Just reminds oh, yeah. me to stretch every day. Yeah. So it is That's physical like, fitness. Wow. Yeah, it's like a cup yeah. of coffee. Is it yoga or just stretching? It's just stretching. I mean, I, you know, I usually have an active lifestyle. Like, I'm on tour. I'm... I'm Lugging suitcases and crying in the fetal position, you know, very active <laughs> lifestyle. But uh, but for the last year, I've had nothing to do but sit around and do whatever I wanted. And it turns out all I've ever wanted to do was sit around. So um, turns out that's fun. Yes. Yeah, my couch is aging in dog years right now. <laughs> Welcome to America. Yes. Um, It's a funny story because I was uh, actually texting with a girl and uh, she was, uh, you know, we're flirting, I guess is the polite word. And she was like, oh, can't wait till I see you, you know, can't, you know, the things where I'm going to do to you. And I was like, oh, tell me about it. And then she did. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm that flexible. So... The preceding was a dramatization. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, that's man. good. Well, I'm glad you've got because I, I had a fitness app that, and I still have one that, if I use it, is really incredible. I use it in the summertime when I'm hiking to keep track of my food and, you know, be competitive with my exercise. Uh, and an app is sort of like the coach you don't have to pay. Yep. Right. It's it's a form of artificial intelligence. Yeah, I have a workout app also that tells me which, you know, exercises to do specifically, you know, and that that kind of stuff. But this was like, you know, it's just like 15 minutes of stretching in the morning and then right before bed. And like it just I, I was having like this leg pain for a couple months and I couldn't figure out what was going on and it and. I would go to like a doctor and, you know, my healthcare is through, you know, GoFundMe. So like <laughs> you can't really go to like, uh, so a lot of, a lot of strip mall doctors. And, right. um, so <laughs> walk in clinics, they call them. Yeah. yeah so like yes. one doctor was like, eat more bananas. And I was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and then another doctor was like, oh, you got to come in twice a week or we're going to have to have surgery on your back. And I was like, well, you're also an idiot. So somewhere in between there. Right, right. And then, you know, one doctor was like, Google back stretches and uh, just do any of them. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's a, yeah. That's the decent that guy whose strip yeah. mall location will be out of business in a few weeks because they didn't <laughs> open enough. Unfortunately, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, you have big news this week, by the way, and I did just see this on the email you sent me. This is huge news. What? Your is it safe to call her your ex girlfriend or or a gal oh. you dated? Your ex? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. She is the new officially bachelorette. Yeah, it's pretty wow. exciting. You thought She's that was going to be... happen? 
Well, you know, what's interesting, she only got 11th place uh, on the show, and usually they uh, pick someone from the top five, but um, I think she was just so uh, charismatic and, uh, and uh, a breath of fresh air on a reality show, so they uh, decided to pick her. I, I, she's going to be, I mean, she already is, she's got about 500,000 uh, Instagram followers, and so... She's probably going to have a million very soon, oh, so yeah. she'll be very famous. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I feel like she owes me, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because we never we never had sex. Like we never, um, you know. She, I think I told the story. She came over and we were about to hook up, but she just got a random nosebleed. Just. Uh, so wait a minute. Out wait of a minute. nowhere. Hold, hold a second. A couple of things yeah. you have to teach me here. First off, I love the new segment of the show, Aches and Pains of Being 35 Years Old. That We're going to keep doing that. <laughs> sure, cool. But second of all, uh, you said sex, but then you said hookup. Are they the same thing, by the way? Because I'm, I'm not sure I understand this. Sure. Story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. I'll, uh, uh, well, we were about to... Uh, um, um, you don't, don't have know. to. You don't have to explain further. I got it now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, in other words, you were well, getting. Well, you she were, just. W- which base were you rounding? That way, Zip and Ed will understand what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. Uh, you know, rounding, rounding second, and right. uh, and um, I th- I I think I had my foot on third. Um, <laughs> <laughs> took took my foot off the base. You were oh, thrown right. out at the plate. So all right, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because of a random well, nosebleed. Because she a, got yeah, yeah, because yeah, of the nosebleed. Do you think uh, you it know. was random, or do you think? Uh, well, that's what I told the cops. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, continue, son. But anyway, so we never ended up uh, having sex, and then she went on TV as the as the dildo girl. Oh my god! And so, well, that, like, she, if she, she hadn't, it, a dildo featured prominently into her character on The Bachelor, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, she you get to bring a emotional support item from home. Yeah, some people <laughs> bring a little poodle. <laughs> I think she did better than that. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, it is a it is a poodle. Uh I don't know. That seems like a funny word. Uh well, anyway, I just think like if she hadn't left my house so unsatisfied, then she wouldn't have been the vibrator girl. <laughs> And um, and that's a lesson, you know. In your view, you Listen. helped her to stardom yes. by not yes. consummating the relationship. Yes, ladies, yeah. start settling. You know, <laughs> either sleep with me or be known as the dildo girl on television. I think. Start settling. That's hard to undo, just like Vulcan ears for Leonard yeah. Nimoy. Absolutely. So, uh, so th- this is cool, and you guys still talk, right? You're friends. Uh, she, well, yeah, she's like um, she's already in New Mexico filming, so she's not allowed to have her phone for. So you won't be talking uh, the next for a while. Months, okay. So no, no idea what's going on. And will you like when they get voted off? Oh, wait a minute, she's the Bachelorette. She doesn't get voted. Yeah, off. So she, she gets. gets she's she gets on for the whole freaking off. season. So yeah. when it's over, she's supposed to marry the person she picks, even though it doesn't usually work out that way, right? You're supposed to. I think that ideally they want you to at least propose, at um, least. but, but it, de- you know, it just depends on, um, how you play the game to, to, I think that it's more of a sport than it is like an actual, uh, thing to find love people. It's because it becomes like a professional, uh, sure. uh, 
game almost. And in a game, the person who wins doesn't have to stay with the other team for the rest of their life. I get it. It's no, okay. of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they they dump each other most. I mean, most regular marriages don't even work. So I can't imagine a reality TV show is going to. Is it most, by the way? I've got to check that statistic. It's uh, I think we're hovering around fifty percent, but that could yeah. Just and be and a, by the way, uh, if that's if that's what they claim, it's a misleading statistic, and I'll tell you why. As I read this Ooh. years ago, it was like fifty percent of marriages end in divorce, and that would sound like half of them don't work, wouldn't it? It, it was higher than that. Yeah, but no. Um, what it is is a lot of people get married three or four times, so they they count triple. Larry oh, King true. brought the yeah. whole thing out. <laughs> oh, he's, he's dragging the average down. In other words, <laughs> if uh, the question would be how many first marriages end in divorce, because I only believe in a first marriage. Your wife and I are through thick and thin, no matter how miserable you are. It's the Catholic way. Yeah, it's the Catholic way. Um, and um, I believe, by the way, there's forty-one percent of all first marriages end in divorce. Wow. No, now that would be uh, that's incredible. Let me let me ask uh, Professor Google. What percentage? Go what ahead. I you did. keep talking. I'll type it in. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to get back out there, and um, um, I I dated a couple girls this year, but every single one of them uh, dumped me to get back with an ex boyfriend. Oh, I hate which when is that a disturbing trend. You know, <laughs> it, it feels like girls date me for three weeks, and then they're like, maybe I can't do better. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'll just be over here working on myself. You know? that's, that's not a good metric. <laughs> no. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, well, there's a, there are a couple of possibilities. Either it has to do with why they're choosing you as a, as like basically a relief pitcher or whatever, or why you're choosing them. What do you think? Um, I am. Um, I have an open uh, casting call for everybody, so the the, the choices <laughs> are. Uh, it's their choice, not <laughs> yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, here's the here's the actual uh, stat. You know, according to the internet's, and then you know they're always right. Um, what it is is forty. Researchers say somewhere between forty and fifty, but it's less than fifty percent of all first marriages end in divorce. So when you say "till death do you part." Your odds of winning are just about the same as any Republican or Democratic candidate. It's going to be close to 50-50, but one of them's going to edge it out, right? Right. And I think I think it's got to be somewhere if it's say 45, that means 55% uh survive. I don't it's not really a cheerful statistic. <laughs> sure. But uh 65% of second marriages end in divorce. Oh, interesting. And I'll bet the number is even higher for third, fifth, seventh, eighth. You know, what do Larry King and I think, Tom uh, Brady have in common? Lots of rings over the years. Six rings? Yeah. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, I hate memes. No, I, I think it's, yeah. it's fine. Um, I think uh, I think probably um, I think probably the eighth marriage is really successful because at a certain point you just you just die married. You die, and then you're married. <laughs> That's very good. All right. Now, the other thing, and then we do got to get going because I know you want to get back to sleep. You're, Thank you. You're on a vaccine waiting list, I see, in your email of things for me to bring up so that we talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the Seattle, um, uh, they have a little, uh, 
text message lists that you can um, get on, I guess. They, they, they uh, created a standby list for people who can spring into action. Right. Tinder and, uh, for pricks. Can you also, with yeah. this list, can you also yeah. get day old yeah. bread and food that they're about to throw out? Is that what this list is about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, be better than my protein powder meals. But, uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that's good. So you're not officially, I, yeah. you're not qualified to get the vaccine, but you're on a standby. Yeah, I and I, I like my chances because, I mean, I, I don't know how many people, how many old people can just uh, spring into action necessarily without their stretching apps. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, or or at least, you know, know how to use their cell phone. I think if if they were trying to text you, they'd be better off sending a chain letter to their AOL account. You know? Very nice. That's yeah. just Thank mean. <laughs> Always like it when you prop us up on your way out. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Uh, I do hope you get the vaccine. Keith told me that in L.A. Uh, and I guess lots of other parts of the country, cheating is rampant right now that, you know, uh, 22 year olds are going in and saying they're diabetic smokers. <laughs> I right. weigh 300 pounds. I just carry it really, really well. And <laughs> a whole bunch of people are lying and, and that no one cares. They're just getting the vaccines into as many arms as possible. Yeah, I think the the supply now, I mean, it, they just, Johnson & Johnson's sending 11 million more vaccines next week. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it helps to have a son who knows where to buy good drugs. But um <laughs> You know, Biden's doing a good job, but uh, but yeah, I think they just got to vaccinate everybody. I got the, Bi I got everybody the Biden, Hunter Biden reference. That was very, yeah. uh, it's very good. Everyone's talking about Hunter Biden these days. Have you noticed? I I don't really notice. No, I don't. I I was too busy when they were covering the Grammys. That was the big story. I think from <laughs> yeah. conservative news, they were like, right. "This is the most offensive thing on television." So we're gonna cover it nonstop for twenty four hours and make sure that you saw it and. Uh, Personal decision with COVID, uh, everyone has the right to do what they want. But the television remote, we got to enforce some laws here. We can't do this. Yeah. Personal responsibility That's is not crazy. okay. That's crazy. Hmm. All right. Well, I hope you get the vaccine because you're on an airplane all the time. And uh, uh, your mother and I will be officially fully protected, which means we both will have our uh, two vaccines plus two weeks, two weeks as of yeah. April 18th. Yeah, you sent me a text actually. That maybe, now I'm the one bringing up the pre-interview, but you said uh, <laughs> let's plan our um, our next uh, get together. Yeah, and you're you're obviously welcome to come out here April nineteenth, April eighteenth. Uh, take a red eye, actually, uh, <laughs> and we would so love to. See, we miss seeing you so much, and and Keith and the grandkids. So. Please, please, please uh, either get a crappy gig here on the East Coast where fewer people know you or, you know, just take a week off. Yeah, I think uh, probably May is going to be uh, I got a bunch of stuff in April and the beginning of May. So I think uh, end of May is looking like uh, end of May. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Andrew I Rivers, mean, ladies no, and gentlemen, rolled over out of bed in Seattle after flying on a red eye <clears throat> just because of us. I, it's because I love you. It's the easiest way to visit an old folks' home without actually having to get in your car. And we appreciate it. Thank you. Love you, son. The world's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Zip. 
I was alone, willing to die, and I didn't know what else was out there. Before you know, I took a bride, my kids all said I'd lost my mind there. Ooh, now you claim I mistreat you. Ooh, got real drunk and then beat you. Wouldn't even share your breasts with our tyke. <laughs> Our love was true, I did believe, I thought a prenup would be unfair. I am a fool, what can I say, cause even Yonko said don't go there. Ooh, now don't let the door hit you, ooh, where that prosthetic fits you. Chasing all the skirts And for all those two-faced piggies Little brain comes first It's always on alert To stray around with Have you seen the secret kitties Popping up in spurts Dug up by the paparazzis Doing noble work there's lots of righteous jerks to dig up dirt on. Thoughtless men with morals lacking, they don't care if they sleep around. Instead of stepping out and shagging, give that little Time. <laughs> 